0: Like in...
1: Oh, Spice skills. Spice
0: skills? <laughs> Never seen anything so huge in my life. It was absolutely terrible.
1: Fire in the
0: hole! Uh, hi there and welcome back to the 55 Podcast. Hi. If that didn't turn your ears, make your ears bleed, I don't know what will. <laughs> um, this is your weekly <laughs> dose of tips and tricks. To scale your business,
1: absolutely, and lots more fun topics, and apparently sing-alongs and role-plays.
0: We did not write that on the bullet-point list on the <laughs> two episodes ago, but I am enjoying it.
1: Yeah, we just we our theatrical roots are coming through. You know, sometimes you've just got to—you got to mix it up.
0: I, and it comes with these these ideas, but you know what? I'm all for it. It's not like I go, no, please, don't stop, give me the microphone.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> exactly. guilty. I'll, I'll, I'll sing. Don't make me sing. Don't make
0: <laughs> me sing. I turn it to that person.
1: why is making me sing. No one made you sing. (laughs) (laughs) But before we get started, Ben, we do like to kick things off with a fun fact, or hopefully fun, not a sad fact, because I tend to be bringing the sad facts. Yeah. But it's fun today.
0: Well, it's not necessarily fun. It's just interesting. Yeah. So my fun fact. Please. So I got this fact from cosmopolitan.com. So not like the last couple of weeks where I just pulled it out of my brain. I had to go and find something.
1: Cosmo is your (laughs) reputable resource
0: that you decided to to consult. Hey, don't know Cosmopolitan. (laughs) Great great beverage. In line with your tuna fact, I have a shrimp fact. (laughs) (laughs) Or for the locals, that's a prawn fact. Oh. So the heart of a shrimp is located in its head. Did you know that? Mm -hmm.
1: I didn't know anything about shrimps, so that is a big fact.
0: There's some, you know, going to (laughs) change my (laughs) Facebook logo to a shrimp for awareness. Just joking. <laughs> Listen to the last episode and why you shouldn't do that.
1: Um, <laughs> Tokenizing shrimp.
0: <laughs> shrimp washing. Sozzies. So they have a brain in their head. Wow. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> clearly I don't. I've
1: got a huge head. There's a lot going on up there.
0: Sorry, the heart is located in the head. Uh, they also have an open circulatory system, which means they have no arteries and their organs float directly in their blood. What? I know, I felt like it was kind of disturbing that it's just a shrimpy blood body.
1: A shrimpy <laughs> blood body. <laughs> That does sound like a nightmare, but also fascinating. They must have tiny organs. What organs do they have?
0: Have you ever eaten a prawn?
1: Yeah, we because shrimp is the American version, right?
0: Correct. Throw another shrimp on the barbie.
1: But they think that's Australian.
0: They do. It's not. That's another fun fact but everyone in Australia who's listening to this already knows that. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it just floats around in the blood. I mean, I I used to eat prawns and I can't remember seeing any organs except the poo tube. Yeah,
1: that's, that's a little <laughs> gnarly. I know when you have to rip it. You have
0: to pull yeah. it off the back.
1: You have to pull it off. I mean, it's very iconically Australian for Chrissy, isn't
0: it? I mean, if you wanted a bit of a salty prawn, you leave it in. Do you? Yeah. Is I've it done salty? it both ways. You've done it both ways. Yeah. <laughs> YOLO, got to try it once. That's time. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Anyway, that's my fun fact. But does
1: that mean that it, it thinks with its emotions more than we do? Because its heart and its brain are together.
0: No, it's a Cancerian. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's called shrimp shrimpology. Yeah. <laughs> Astrology yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> for shrimps. Mm, the star sign for a Cancerian is a crab. Maybe that's why. <laughs>
1: that's true. Yeah, Ooh. true.
0: Heart, it's in its brain.
1: Aww, Aww. That's beautiful.
0: So what's your fun facts or depressing facts for this week, Emma? No, I,
1: think, I think mine's, I'd categorise it as fun today. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'll be the judge of that. Yeah, less shrimpy though. Um, so something very interesting. I'm actually working on an Elvis show at the moment and I was reading about Elvis and I found out, which blew my mind, is that actually Elvis was a natural blonde. No. But he dyed his hair with black shoe polish. Shut up. <gasps> what?
0: I know. What a waste going into the salon.
1: <laughs> He's like polishing his shoes and his head at the Did same time. Did he do his time. eyebrows as well? Oh, but a lot of blondes have darker eyebrows, don't they? I don't know that detail, but I would love, i have to find that it's out. He's
0: got pretty big, i need to f- see a photo of Elvis. Yeah, look up his brows.
1: He, he does have quite juicy brows, but the interesting thing was that he wanted
0: to be, you know, this rock punker and like sweet, Oh no, they're quite light. Boy.
1: They're quite light, are they? Mm. Oh, they're quite, yeah, probably.
0: For some reason I just had this vision of like really big black dark like eyebrows
1: <laughs> I'm sure he would take that as a compliment he's
0: not dead no, joking, i jacket I not know
1: <laughs> I was like oh, I mean I maybe maybe it's a conspiracy maybe Elvis is still alive and putting shoe polish in his hair to this day
0: maybe he just went blonde we don't know who he is <gasps> anymore <Exactly. laughs>
1: so he ran out of shoe polish yeah. and so we're like no Elvis is gone that's, that's not Elvis when did he die uh, his hair or <laughs> just um... thematically I need to be clear there I should know the actual date. That that did surprise me.
0: It coincidentally aligns with the uh, black shoe polish shortage of
1: 1977. <laughs> <laughs> I, love this, I love this conspiracy that is being started. Elvis is still alive. <laughs> the king is alive and I won't. I'll disprove anyone who challenges me.
0: It's alive! Did you know what sort of shoe polish he used? Was there a brand? Because they could Premium, really, re- they could rebrand it.
1: They could. Oh, maybe we should make a shoe polish called Elvis Shine. Elvis, Elvis yeah. I mean, that sounds.
0: A few moments later.
1: I mean, given his music was culturally appropriated, there's, yeah. Do you know, and there's a really sad fact about Elvis, just quickly, he didn't write any of his music. Ooh. Did he not? No, he used a lot of existing music, um, particularly from the gospel, you know, the black American culture with the gospel music. Clearly I need to do some vocal warm-ups. But, yeah, I, I found that quite disappointing. I mean, he's obviously an excellent performer and... You know, could arrange music beautifully, but...
0: All you need is the charisma.
1: Yeah, maybe because he inhaled too much shoe polish. <laughs> he, he just couldn't focus on he writing couldn't write. <laughs> he couldn't write.
0: <laughs> well, there's a pro tip for anybody listening who might be short on cash this week and wants to go black. Hair, just to be clear.
1: <laughs> exactly, just hair, yep. Um, well, I've got greys. I wonder, do you think it'll cover my greys? Why not try it? I might try. I'm going to gonna lift up my, my fringe. Well, thank you it. for your fun fact. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, but oh, today- well, thank, you.
0: Well, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, that was an obvious comment. You missed it.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you very
1: much. We're, not, we're doing a whole episode in Elvis now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's all I know. Well, thank you for your fun fact. So if you didn't get from our Spice Girls rendition, mm-hmm. uh, we want to talk to you about QR codes.
1: We do. QR codes. We're we're all using them now, so you, you sort of can't escape them since the pandemic. But what, what exactly is a QR code?
0: I mean, unless you've been asleep for the last three years, Uh, You should know what a QR code is. However, um, if you've been in a coma, I will enlighten you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to anyone that's been in a
0: coma. Good on you for making it to the other side. It's true. A QR code works similarly to barcodes um, at the supermarket. Each QR code consists of black squares and dots, which represents different places of information when scanned. Mm. The unique pattern on the barcode translates into human-readable data. This transaction happens in seconds. If you can't tell, I'm reading. Uh (laughs) (laughs) That's seamless. It's improvised. Uh, (laughs) It rather enables you to store a lot of information. And besides textual content, it even allows you to add URL. Try again. URLs, videos, documents, and images to it. This Mm. creates room for enormous possibilities, but ultimately helps you reduce paper consumption.
1: Mm, QR. Um, It's quick response.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Unless you have no data.
1: Unless you have no data. and
0: it's a slow response code.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the, the SR codes didn't really um, go very
0: far. Now, there's a fact that I wanted to look up, um, but if I didn't. Did you happen to have a look at the data of QR codes before the pandemic?
1: No, but the, but I can tell you when the QR code was invented. Please do. Yes, yeah, so the first QR code system was invented in 1994 by a Japanese company, Denso Wave, and they're a subsidiary of Toyota. I had to practice saying subsidiary because I've never said it before. Just means uh, you know it's part of the same business. <laughs> in case you want a- like a sub brand. Sub brand. Yes. Yeah, that sounds cooler. But they needed a more accurate way to track vehicles and parts during the manufacturing process of the cars, and to achieve that, they created this type of barcode, which could encode kanji. <laughs> and we've got a little snorty in the room. We've um, Lady Benjamin. Sorry, I forgot dog. to
0: close the door. <laughs> no. Did you
1: have a good walk? Lady May. Lady had a great walk, but (laughs) always full of beans. Go. (laughs) Does Lady respond to go instead of come?
0: Can you close the door? (laughs) Thank you. Because we're talking
1: about a Japanese (laughs) friend. Look at you bragging, you you're multilingual, you know, hunk hunker spunk. Oh, anyway, thank you. Uh, thank you very much. That's going to come back many times. <laughs> but anyway, so it was more a practicality around manufacturing to label parts and move them through. So that's not particularly exciting, but of course – very essential in, you know, large-scale operations and fulfillment. But, of course, it's being used now for, you know, anything from opening up web pages to app downloads, you know, displaying text, connecting to Wi-Fi even, and at restaurants.
0: Yes. Restaurants are the biggest uptake user, I think, lately. Mm. Cool. Yeah. I um, People used to always ask me all the time for QR codes before the pandemic. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I what? used to roll my eyes like, no one uses QR codes anymore. I know. Um, and then pandemic, the pandemic came. So I got some data here, Ooh. just on the fly. US smartphone QR code scanners percent change. So mm. in two thousand nineteen, before the pandemic, QR codes were only being used twelve point six percent on smartphones. F- oh, I don't know if I'm reading this correctly.
1: Oh, it's a fancy graph, isn't it?
0: Oh, that was the percent change. Sorry, the percent change. Yeah. Uh, So, 12.6% change in 2019. When the pandemic started, it changed to 25% more usage. Ooh. Um, But it's been on the rise ever since. So, not changing much now, but phones that actually use or have smartphone readers now are at 99.5%. Whoa. Percent of all smartphones now have QR code readers built in. Because they have to. Yeah. So... That's a little bit of the stats. I couldn't find the exact stat that I wanted. No, no, that's close enough.
1: That's still a lot of growth. Um, and obviously that um, – was that in the US as well? That was specific to the US probably.
0: That was the US. Yeah,
1: which is because I think largely um, reading about it, a lot of Asian cultures, you know, have had QR codes for a long time, but it hadn't really, you know, blown up in the West. And yeah. so clearly now that's starting to happen.
0: Yes. Yeah. yes. 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 <laughs> but the reason we want to talk to you about QR codes is <laughs> QR codes are a big tick for sustainability. Uh, so I just wanted to give you the reason why you should probably switch to QR codes. Uh, anyone who's in printing, who's listening to this mm. <laughs> podcast, I do apologize. Oh, this
1: this message is for you.
0: Um, well, maybe okay. a career change? I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so first of all, why, why printing is bad mm. for the environment? Mm-hmm. As per a report by the University of Southern Indiana. Each week's Sunday newspaper alone consumes about 500,000 trees uh, just for one day of newspapers. Whoa. Huge, isn't it?
1: 500,000 <laughs> trees.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know if that, that's just in Indiana or if that's worldwide, uh, but that was the stat. So, mm. if it was just Indiana, that's a lot of trees.
1: Wow. it's like how many, I don't know how many forests are in a tree. 500,000, like I can't even visualize 500,000 trees, but I can imagine it's like you know, multiple Sydney
0: Harbors worth of trees. Like it's got to be a lot. Uh, an environmentalist, not naysayer, would say, "Well, there's actually more trees than there are stars in the sky, because they've counted." <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, they have the tools and and the intelligence. I do believe it's the stars we can see with our eye, not necessarily the stars. Are we running in the sky. out of stars? There's I a don't star know. shortage. Oh, there is a star My shortage. My new campaign.
1: No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the other reason why printing is bad for the environment: on average, paper accounts for over twelve twelve and a half thousand tons of waste in the US. They consist of carelessly discarded documents, ignored and unnecessary memos, Uh, for those who don't know, it's like an email, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that's printed, Uh, misprints, so mistakes, etc. So, it's easy to see where such an astronomical figure comes from. Mm. Two and a half thousand tons. Is that two and a half thousand buses
1: worth of- How many trees is it? That's what I want (laughs) to (laughs) know.
0: How many forests is that?
1: (laughs) Translate that into forest measures, please.
0: Uh, another reason printing is bad for the environment is paper production also adds a significant amount of pollution to our atmosphere mm. and to our water supplies. Paper mills frequently release harmful gases such as CO2 and nitrogen dioxide into the atmosphere. While water plays a big part in the pulping process, the resulting water waste can find its way into our freshwater sources. Mm. So printer ink is actually toxic to humans. Mm-hmm. But in most cases, you would need to directly ingest it uh, to, to feel the effects. So I don't advise you to go and digest toxic ink. I wonder if that's the same as um, Elvis's food. Uh, oh yeah, maybe he ate it. I'll be back. Oh, that's from... <laughs> I
1: will not be back. Uh, thank you. Not very much.
0: No, thank you. I'll thank you very much. Uh, how- <laughs> however, there are chemicals in, um, in printer inks that can be harmful to the environment. Yeah. So you need to consider that. As well as petroleum oil and non-biodegradable plastic wow. casing found in some ink and toner cartridges. Hence the ocean. So it will get back there and the turtle will digest it. And lastly on my list here of why printing is bad for the environment is the negative impact of simply throwing an old ink or toner cartridge into the garbage are plentiful. The volatile organic compound, or VOX, and heavy metals in ink can lead to soil and even water pollution when left in landfill, Mm. while plastic can take thousands of years to degrade, and even then, they will continue to pollute the soil.
1: Oh, dear. There's not really a lot that's good about printing, is there?
0: No. I mean, printing is good. But do we need to do printing in such mass volumes at scale? Yeah, yeah. I made. no, well, I didn't make the team. Well, I kind of did. Um, but they enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> we watched um, Plastic Ocean together as a team yesterday. Yes. And one of the takeouts, one of the one of our hosts said was uh, there was a quote that said um, when you go to throw a piece of plastic away, there is no away. Oh. Like the world is still your backyard, yes. and even though you're throwing it out of your sight, you're not throwing it away. Mm. So it's kind of like there is no away. So just be more mindful of. Where things go
1: yeah and well soft plastics as well they're in everything in terms of packaging and you know how they have the soft plastics bins at Woolies mm. you know that's hidden away in the corner you have to go searching for it if you have some soft plastics and so that's just more of a note around the accessibility of being Sorry. able to
0: recycle your soft plastics I don't know do you sort of have a soft plastics bin or we recycle them as much as we can we take them back to Coles or yeah, yeah, Woolies yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our- Coles at Birkenhead. I was very impressed. I we, mm-hmm. we went there last weekend for, since we moved out of the area. And they have new trolleys. I'm like, oh, these trolleys are cool. I'm like, oh, but they're made out of plastic. So I first went wow. to judge them. Well, it must be cheaper to make them out of plastic. But then I didn't realize that they're actually made from recycled plastic. Wow. So then I was like, oh.
1: That's excellent. Yeah. So they've used taken the plastic that people have given them back or some sort of recycled. Yeah. And they've literally turned it into trolleys.
0: Yeah. Wow. I mean, we all know where trolleys end up, though. In the ocean. Oh,
1: don't! <laughs> I know those rebellious <laughs> youths that ride them down bridges. Generally. I was
0: actually wondering if they float because they're lighter, but yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I'll have to throw Maybe one they're. in the ocean to find out. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going
1: to make a citizens' <laughs> arrest no, 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 no. right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm trying to prevent plastic from entering the ocean with a uh, sustainability clause. If I throw a trolley, in, I'll have to remove it from my um. We removed 17,000 pieces of plastic. Oh, we removed 16,999.
1: Just are striking the numbers yeah. down as you go. But it, sustainability is a big initiative and a big yeah. focus for you personally yeah. as well. I know you've always been thinking about it even, you know, back back when you didn't have your own business. Um, but with your team, how important is that to, to sort of be thinking about sustainability in your work?
0: Or uh, It's really big for us because um, sometimes it's weird. Sometimes we work on design or we have, you know, some projects where we don't, Throw over, Uh, so throwing a sustainable cause behind why we do things actually makes everything that we do more enjoyable. I know that sounds a bit fluffy, but like if you're working on something you don't enjoy, and you know that by doing this piece of work it gives you the ability to donate some money towards prevent plastic from going into the ocean, then you actually feel good about whatever it is that you're doing all day. So the other thing is a lot of people get stressed out about the whole topic, like where do I start? Mm. And sometimes just making any type of start is a start. So even if you Decide to use a reusable cup today. You're better than you were yesterday. That's like one less cup in in the garbage in the ocean. So anything like you can do, like I, I think people get get really hung up on being perfect. Mm. Well, if I can't do this, and if I can't if I can't 100 not use yeah, you know, soft plastics. If I can't do this, I can't do that. Then why should I even bother? But it's like I also think the same thing with vegetarianism and veganism. Every single sort of thing that you do is less. So even if you're not perfect, it's still better than being perfect you know what I mean so better than not trying
1: yeah absolutely it is that black and white thinking of yeah it's not good enough and we use it as an excuse of oh it's too hard it's too much of a big problem but like you said there's even just not buying a coffee cup out is so achievable, yep. and also not throwing out your keep cup after using it three times, which I've seen people <laughs> do. Don't leave it in your locker. Do people still have lockers? I don't know.
0: It's like uh I didn't. I use it twice. So it's no longer a disposable plastic. Yes. <laughs> it's
1: a unkept cup.
0: Yeah. If you will. <laughs>
1: but yeah, excellent. No, it, it's it's great because it sounds like the team gets really excited about it too. They do because it's not
0: it's not much. They haven't had much education about it in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, I got really excited yesterday, emotional actually. Watching them learn about it, I got them to watch the same thing that made me change my views on plastic, which is Plastic Ocean. It's funded by David Edinburgh, but he's not in it. There's a shortened 22-minute version and a very long one. You can find it on Netflix. You can find it on YouTube. You can find it on Vimeo, all for free. Definitely go watch it. It'll open your mind about the plastic problem. Mm. Um, But it was just, I got a lot of joy watching them learn more about it because it's not being pushed on them as much as it has in like Western culture. I don't think so. They all got... Took away from it. They were all very engaged in it. They all felt. One girl said she after watching it, she felt like she was going to vomit because she hadn't really thought about her her impact in plastic. So I thought, yeah, you know, did its job.
1: Yeah, it is. yeah, and it is a bit, you know, shocking, and that, yeah. that's kind of part of it, isn't it? Yeah, that first step of awakening to the plastic yeah. drama.
0: When you see a little, um, you know, a seal getting caught up in rubbish, yeah, you know, it's really hard to not feel something.
1: Um, so Ben, why are
0: QR codes overall a more sustainable option? So QR codes are digital and drastically reduce the print production. Mm. Uh, so although seen uh, still on print packaging, so you will often find QR codes still in printing, it does reduce the amount of extra prints. So instead of sending, giving you a coffee cup and a flyer, you just get the coffee cup with the QR code on it because it's hard to drink. You can drink coffee without a cup, but if you're on the fly, it's you can't drink coffee out of a flyer. Yeah. Um, so that, that enables you to reduce at least one of the two pieces of print articles because one will have a QR code on it. Mm-hmm. QR codes are also good for mistakes. Yep, because I like to make mistakes. Uh, <laughs> so by using a QR code that uh, points to a live online URL, uh, you you can actually constantly make mistakes um, and update that digital piece of content. Mm-hmm. Or make, maybe when I say make mistakes, you can change your mind uh you can create new content but you never have to recreate your qr code because it'll always point to the same place so that obviously saves the environment and having to do lots of reprints
1: absolutely and you know even in addition to the benefit for the environment uh, there's also other business benefits which i hopefully would be an incentive for people to move on to those paperless menus
0: so hit me with some of these benefits
1: yeah so, firstly, you're cutting labour costs, less waiters. Sorry, Pam. Um, oh, Pam. Oh, Pam. She was always a good worker. <laughs> you know, but she's, she's getting a job working for... Turtle, QR codes. Turtle, for QR codes, maybe. <laughs> I was
0: like, environmental conservation. Now that she hasn't got any money, she can go and donate her time. She
1: can donate her time. Uh, she's free. <laughs> so, cutting labour costs because you're more efficient with people self-ordering. You actually are collecting better customer data as well, so... Building a mailing list is a very important thing and getting to know, yeah.
0: That's English. one one thing I really like about QR codes is the uh, metrics that you wouldn't get from a flyer.
1: Oh, totally. It's all there for you. Yep. The list is self-building. It's excellent. Yep. Um, and interestingly, I found this one super interesting to do with paperless menus is that, the average order spend actually increases by 5% when people can just do it digitally because they don't have to have the embarrassment of like, oh, excuse me, Pam, can I get an extra three sides of fries? Um, I'm a little peckish today, but you don't have to have that conversation. You can just secretly order the extra sides.
0: Oh, you accidentally order the extra sides.
1: Oh, whoops. Look what happened.
0: Uh, we, went to, we went to Wing House.
1: You went to Wing House? Hang on. I thought-
0: Hang on. They do a vegetarian burger. Okay. They also do, cauliflower. They also do cauliflower wings, which are really good. Cauliflower wings. I'll make you try them and you would be like, wow, these are amazing. Yeah, amazing. yeah. Amazing. Are they deep fried? They are. Well, of course they're amazing. I think deep is amazing. <laughs> exactly. But I ordered us uh, two veggie burgers. Yeah. Uh, I didn't say it came with fries on the menu. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, so I ordered fries. And what we got was like fries for a, a family of eight. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just dotted over these two schooners and a whole table full of fries. And I'm like, I'm not going to waste this, and I tried my best to eat it all I could. <laughs> I love that you, you
1: did that to help,
0: you know, reduce food waste. You yeah. tried to go- like gorge yourself yeah. with chips. Oh, it was horrid. Yeah. But um, so I did accidentally fall and fell and ordered too many chips. You ordered
1: too many fries, and you can't be like, oh, my phone, the QR code malfunctioned. can they
0: like, or, take it back?
1: Exactly. I didn't order this, <laughs> but that's okay. I think you know. Clearly 5%. There's more, maybe 20% extra order sometimes. Uh, Who knows? Uh, And, of course, improving the customer experience. So, you know, I think just obviously makes it easier and quicker. And and what I found super interesting too is that actually customers and and the general population are a lot more focused on – eco-friendly decisions, like you know, investing their money in businesses that think about the environment. And there was a study actually done by Forbes in, in 2017, and I'm sure the rates have increased by then, but they found that 87% of consumers look out for restaurants that make efforts to reduce food waste, carbon footprint, and um, have transparency about their sustainability, mm. you know, policies. So clearly people want to see that environmental focus.
0: Oh, they do. Yeah, I think what people like to know where they shop can make them feel good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly.
1: It's like you know, if you're recycling your plastics, soft plastics at home, and when you go out, you support businesses that you know environmentally ethical. You feel like you're yeah. winning.
0: I wonder. I'm just wondering. Are we becoming a very preachy podcast? I guess so. <laughs> well, last week it was like don't rainbow wash. This week it's like make sure you do something with your plastic.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I think deep down everyone knows. Yeah. They should be doing yep. that and, <laughs> and we'll keep telling them. Oh. But also we have to be accountable ourselves. It's not us telling, you know, I have at my share house we have a soft plastics recycling. Ooh. We also go to Flemington Market. I feel like
0: you'd also live in a house that'd have composting.
1: Composting? We do have composting. We've <laughs> got a tell. composting bin. You can tell. What does that even mean? So St. Peter's. So, so yeah, we're so hippie and like trend, <laughs> trendy in a west. We've got so many cuff coffee cups. Oh, Henry's awake. Uh, the, the turtle. Good light. morning. Good morning. The turtle light's gone
0: on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> what else I was gonna say? But it's yeah, more about Um, taking action, composting, soft plastics and buying secondhand clothes. I do love that as well. It's a very queer thing as well, you know? Yes, it is. Mm,
0: It's quite queer. John was asking me the other day, what sort of person buys this sort of clothes, and I'm like, mm, I don't know how to answer that. I just know that they're a type of person. <laughs> they're a category that is not me. <laughs> yes. You'll know them when you see them.
1: Yes. And, and Ben, before we sort of wrap up for today, I think, you know, the sustainability angle for QR codes is excellent, but also they're a fantastic tool for various marketing campaigns. And, of course, you know, that's what we also like to talk about here. Um, yes. you You know, thinking about QR codes for your business, you know, for a transaction like in a restaurant or even just um, – yeah, just having on a brochure or something like that, why not also think about marketing campaigns and how you can use a QR code within that?
0: Yes. Do you have some examples?
1: I do have some quick examples. Um, I think the one that is most, you you know, if you live in Sydney, you've probably seen it. Um, and if you don't live in Sydney, then you may have seen it online because it was hilarious. So Char Time, of course, is a really quirky tea brand. Um, they're Australia's leading bubble tea franchise. Chat. Chat time.
0: It's chat time. Yeah, for some reason I always read it as chat time.
1: Yeah, actually I do too.
0: <gasps> it's the mandolin effect. There's no extra T in there, but we read it with a T. Is
1: that the name of the mandolin effect?
0: So I think maybe chat time has a mandolin effect where everyone goes, here's chat time. But it's actually, when you look at the logo, it's definitely chat time.
1: It's definitely chat time, yeah. yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad that we, cl- <laughs> we got this cleared up for both of us today. It's <laughs> also good to talk about... Oh, Scary Movie. Scary Movie 3 specifically. Yeah. I love it. you know the franchise so well. <laughs>
0: you know I loved it as a teenage boy. Can you just imagine?
1: <laughs> I'm still having nightmares, but I do have that ghoul mask, which I might pull back out. One of my no.
0: favourite quotes is of like, She's gone and she's never coming back, Cindy. She's like, But Ginger was such a important part of the Spice Girls. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And there's a nice Spice Girls tie-in. Yeah, I, you. you know, like
0: a good comedian, you always bring it back. You bring it back. You've got to bring it back. You brought it home. Bring it back. <laughs> that would have been better if that was a Spice Girls
1: still cheesy pop and that, that fits within that category and also you you shimmied for that, so I really appreciate that. Well, Char Time, which we've just established, there was an excellent digital out-of-home campaign and, you know, the whole premise of the brand is that it's about satisfying your strange. Which I just did. Which you did. <laughs> In line with the brand, you are Char Time embodied yes. as a human being. Yes. But their QR technology was on bus shelters. They had these like quirky looking animals and then they had these little tags, um, sorry, QR codes and you could scan it and when you scanned it, the animals would come to life or the bubble tea would fly into the air and then you could post it straight onto Instagram. So you're also getting people to create mm. content
0: for you. Nice. Which is very clever. They are really cool code. I mean, the QR code itself is quite boring. But what you can put behind you is yeah, limitless to whatever you can basically do in a digital space,
1: totally, yeah. and bring it to life instantly, yeah, like it's amazing, it's amazing. shareable content, and just a shout better
0: out better than a boring flyer.
1: Well, that's true, and also you know saving the environment. It's a win-win. The last call out on campaigns was um, a denim or diesel, the denim brand. They actually, on a bunch of their pants, they put this, and it it was designed beautifully, uh, so a little bit like undercover QR code on uh, the pants on a bit of fabric, and you could scan it for authenticity to check that it was, in fact, one of that particular diesel brand of jeans. Oh, nice. I know. Mm. Scan your pants.
0: (laughs) Pants scan. A pants scan or a quick response (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, that was the best call of the day and that's a wrap people it's not getting better than that
0: if you have any questions about anything you've heard on today's podcast I've actually made the audio cover for this this episode a QR code so you can scan that and send us an email but otherwise until next week I think we're talking mascots
1: we are talking mascots
0: Well, until then fair winds and smooth seas